Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Hungry Brain. We're in the Hungry Brain. We're in Chicago. Welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody Live. My name is Brandon Weatherby. You've made it. The microphone cords didn't make it, but that's okay. We're going to pull together. We're going to do a show. It's going to be a fantastic time. Give yourselves a round of applause. It's Monday. You're living life to the fullest. Christ has come. Christ has risen. Christ will come again. That's the theme of the night. It's the Monday after Easter. I don't feel appropriate in this gym shoes. That's not very Christ-like, some might say. Oh, so it was Passover and Easter and all that good stuff. It was a lot of holidays, a lot of God stuff in a very short amount of time. And I have one God story that I don't think is awful. And I've told it before, and I want to tell it again. I only get to tell it once a year because it kind of makes sense. Tis the season, some might say. Um, I went to Catholic school my entire life. I was not baptized Catholic. I was not raised Catholic. I have none of this weird, like, it was, religion was pushed down my throat. No, I just happened to go to a Catholic school my whole life, and I happened to be the only not-Catholic kid for the first grade school. All of grade school, I was the only not-Catholic kid. And every year in grade school, the eighth graders did the Stations of the Cross. Does everyone in here know what the Stations of the Cross is? Perfect. That's even better if you don't know. Okay, so there was this movie where Mel Gibson said the Jews sucked, and then they beat the shit out of Jesus. Like, that's the Stations of the Cross. There's 15 stages of the cross, and it tells the story of the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. It starts very simply. David Bowie plays Pontius Pilate, and he washes his hands. That's a Martin Scorsese reference. I apologize instantly. So anyways, uh, Pontius Pilate says, no, Jesus, whatever. You're the king of the things, and they do the thing. (laughs) Time to get hung, so they hang him. But... That's not like, that wasn't uncommon. Like, that's exactly how it happened. Exactly. That's how it happened back in the old days in the zeros. So that's what they would do. They would hang people that were criminals, not just Jesus. He wasn't super special. There were other guys with him. I know this because I was one of those guys. Jesus was hung next to two criminals. Criminals in air quotes because, you know, I don't know. Maybe they just were like Occupy people and the government had everything down their throat. That's how it is now. It's not crazy. This suit coat's too big. I'm sorry. Hold on. I'm just slowly getting nude. There's four nights of me slowly getting nude. Welcome to the show, everybody. (laughs) This is so homoerotic. I love this story. There's 15 stages, and each stage, there's a narrator on the pulpit, literally the pulpit, saying, like, this is what's going on now. Around stage three, the other two criminals are pulled into the whole, you know, gang, gang stuff. It's gang warfare. They're, they're, we're in the losing part of gang warfare right now. The two criminals next to Jesus do exactly what Jesus does. They carry crosses, except they're like three feet behind because who the fuck cares? You know, no one cares about the soldiers. I was a soldier. I was a gang soldier for Jesus. There was two other people that were hung. Jesus Christ, who was played by my good friend Neil Gorka, who ended up being drafted by the New York Yankees, fucking ripped at 14. This comes into play later. And the only, and the only black kid. So it was the only black kid in our grade, the only non-Catholic, and the fucking ripped guy who was, of course, going to play Jesus. He even had olive skin and curly hair. Come on. That makes anybody a believer. I believe in him, but not Jesus, really. He's not going to be fucking playing for the Yankees. He was trapped. The Yankees, ladies and gentlemen, they're the best at all of the sports. The Yankees. <laughs> Stage four. Oh, this cross is heavy. <laughs> Somebody should help Jesus. What about the other two criminals? We got crosses too. Fuck those guys. <laughs> Stage ten. Jesus' face is wet. We should wipe it off. And he's got a fucking Forrest Gump face. 
We, we have wet faces, too. I'm out of shape, and there's a black kid. We, sh- we should have our face wiped. No, we don't get face wipes. Stage 12, time to hang the criminals. The three 14-year-olds, me being one of them, have to take, <laughs> have to take off our togas, which were sheets. <laughs> All of a sudden, guess who's shirtless in front of 600 kids and 400 weird parents? This guy. Since I was cool at 14, I didn't wear my basketball shorts like the one black kid. And Neil, because he's fucking Jesus and had a sweet dick at 14, wore briefs. He wore briefs. Who wears 14 briefs? Fucking fine. Me, I'm cool. Baggy boxers. Just baggy boxers. That's pretty cool. I can wear boxers. Yeah, I got a little bit of back hair at 14. Whatever. I got this this awesome cross I'm going to be hung upon will block it. Well, I am the only non-Catholic in the class, so of course I have a giant crush on Mary Magdalene. And guess who gets the criminal nude? Mary Magdalene. So this fucking, it's in my 14-year-old brain, beautiful woman, but it's really just like a 14-year-old girl with a weird nose who ended up marrying a cop. She takes my clothes off and lays me down upon a cross. The two fatter kids, Jake, these two fat fucks lift me up because I'm a medium fuck. I'm lifted up and fucking, I'm literally standing, staring at Mary Magdalene with my boxer briefs slowly showing devils to everyone. Devils being my penis. My, 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 my same size now erect penis shows to the world or the fucking 600 preteens. And here's how they seat kids in church if you don't know. If you've never been to Catholic school, it goes, there's like three systems, like three different, like uh, middle, right, and left, right? So preschoolers, kindergarten, or first grade, second grade. So the younger kids are just staring at my dick. My sweet, sweet devil dick. Stage 14. That's stage 13. Stage 14. Jesus, because he's a, he's a Yankees player, he lets us repent. Black guy, you want to repent? Yeah, man, why not? You're going to heaven. What about you, God, that doesn't believe in God? Fuck that. I got Mary Magdalene right here. Why would I ever convert? You're going to hell. I was condemned to hell with my dick out in front of the entire church and God at Divine Infant Jesus School in Westchester, Illinois. It's not going well, that school. Anyways, that's my God story. That's the theme of this week's shows at You, Me, Them, Everybody. When will Brandon talk about his erect 14-year-old dick again? Probably tomorrow night. It's going to be a fantastic run. Uh, we're doing this in a, in a very odd setting. I usually don't have two beautiful women stand behind me in a line. Usually they're spread out drinking. We're, we're pulling things together because some stuff is missing, but that's okay. We're going to have a fantastic time. We have fantastic guests for you tonight. We have Nick DiGilio from WGN Radio. We have a very funny stand-up comic, Rhea Butcher. We have Gabe Leibovitz from Dastardly. And before we go any further, I want Annie to come up here. Annie is uh, Rock Falls, and she's awesome. And she's played the talk show before. Yeah, she deserves a round of applause. Take a seat, Annie. Annie's going to be with us all week, so Annie's going to start the show, kind of. So will you play us a song, Annie? Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Rock Falls.
Annie, will you do me a favor and stand right there for okay. a quick... Just yeah. in the microphone, one second. Sure. Do you want to tell everyone what that song is about or keep it a secret? It's, well, the song's called I Love Your Tits. There you go. Uh, if everyone didn't hear, the song is called I Love Your Tits. Okay, you're good, thanks. <laughs> Perfect, couldn't have gone better. Do you still want me to lurk? Do you want me to breathe heavily? Doesn't change anything. I can breathe heavily into the microphone. All right. So it'll just sound like a normal Chicago comic talking into a microphone. <laughs> I've got a lot of ideas and opinions. Esmeralda, how are you doing? I'm good. Um, do you want to... Well, let's get to the news first, and then we'll... Okay. What's, Esmeralda's <laughs> the co-host of this show. We'll have show. a chat. We'll have a chat. Chat show. We chat about news. We do chat about news. Very important news issues of the day. So what is our first <laughs> news issue of the day? That's so stupid. So, yeah, it is. No, so I was... Um, I found this one, and I thought of you, because you're getting married and all. I am getting married. Yes, and I found this story. It's this uh, couple from England. Uh, his, this dude's girlfriend stabbed him while he was sleeping with a 12-inch kitchen knife. Okay. And look, immediately I thought of you. Great. But no, the thing is, so she stabbed him, and she's in prison, and now he goes and visits her, and he proposed to her in court. I know. And he's waiting because he couldn't visit her in, during Easter for some reason. But now he's waiting for her answer. Now, would you, if Kelsey stabbed you mm-hmm. with a 12-inch kitchen knife and uh, stabbed you in the spleen. Uh, where'd it go? Keep oh, going. liver, spleen, and pancreas. So one smooth motion with a 12-inch knife or like at least three stabbing? Because like, that matters. That totally matters. Because if we're playing some cool drinking game... They say pierced. We're, was so she, she might have just went... Ugh. But then again, there isn't like a crossroads for all of those organs, right? Like you can't stab the liver, the Did spleen. I get to stab her an equal if, amount of times? Well, no. Um, That's not... No. No. It's an eye for an eye. Well, it kind of is in this situation. Because if it is an eye for an eye, then yeah, we stay together. But then the medical bills are so expensive, it just doesn't make sense. I'd go with no. But really? You couldn't forgive her? No, I'm good. No. St- what if it was a, a smaller knife? Once again, if, are we playing a cool game? No, she just in the middle of you sleeping. No, that's, no, that's the opposite of yes. No, you absolutely need more no. holes in you. No, I don't need more holes in me. <laughs> trying to close some up right now. Um... I like, I like that he actually forgave her, and because he forgave her, uh, they're going lighter on the sentence. But we still don't know if she'll marry him. 
Um, because she did stab him. Is there a photo she of him this for gentleman? A reason. Ah, uh, yeah, they're British. But so. like Cockney British are like. Yeah, he's you know he's got a teeth thing and. How does she look? I don't know. They don't show these, her. These they just show matter. him in his pretty little ring. No, I'm good. No, would you stay you with know? John if he stabbed you three times? He, I probably would be the one doing the stab. Exactly, that's what I was thinking. John, you'd stay with her, wouldn't you? Yeah, you he would. He would brush it off. He'd be like, no, whatever. Yeah, he'd stay. So that's good. You could stab. You have a license to stab. Take yeah, advantage of it. Yep. And then I just want to bring this up only because I thought it, it made me giggle. And it was in the Sun-Times. And I don't read the actual newspaper. I just kind of get it in a, a blog form or no one Google buys the Sun Times. The Sun Times well, like anyway, forty pages on a good day now. So they had these. They, you know, they have just the articles, and I go through them. And one of them was, "Pimp slapped with fifty-year prison sentence." You and just like the idea of pimp. Slash I just slapped. like that they 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 took their like yes, we can finally use pimp slapped. Yeah, the Sun Times is getting more and more like the Post every single day. Well, what cracks me up is for some reason the stories repeat, and then there was a second one that just said pimp slapped. They didn't even throw in the fact that he was in prison or they just pimp slapped. That was the title of the article. I mean, it, it, for like search engine optimization, yeah, that makes more sense than... Sorry, <laughs> sorry to poke holes in your pimp slapped argument, but it makes sense. I, I understand just, I it. I think they, they're like, let's use it again. Yeah, I Come would on. use it again. It I'm going to definitely tag work. this podcast with pimp slapped and hopefully the tags will the result Sun in Times, one download. it'll connect. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, if that's their key demographic, the Sun Times were fucked. Anyways... <laughs> Shit. Uh, so I found this article through Gawker. Okay. Uh, so apparently there's a big hubbub about uh, philosophy wanting to, philosophers want to make it more of a science. They want, they're arguing that it's a science. Okay. And so Gawker decided to, you know, they wrote a little story about, uh, and they ranked a bunch of academic fields in order of realness. Okay. And most of them are, you know, they're like majors that you studied in college. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I found ours. Mm. They were on the list. What was their major? It's uh, from 1 to 32. Mine was communications. I was not communications. Mine was at uh, 29. And it said <laughs> journalism or, quote, jur- uh, communications, unquote. Really? So even, they just quote, it's like communications, okay. air quotes. Okay. What was I? You were a political science, political right? Science. Yeah. You were higher than me at 26. Really? Yeah. I think they should Women's switch Women's studies those. is not on here. No, I was at uh, all. I was they a triple did make major. A, they made a note that completely fake fields of study have been left off the list. So I think that's, that's where def- women's Oh, yeah, I is. completely agree. Completely agree. I do this all the time. You want your women's studies degree, Merle? Yes or no? Wait, what? I will give you one question, and I will tell you if you've earned your women's studies degree. Yes or no? Probably. Okay. Do men and women deserve equal rights? Yeah. There's your women's studies degree. That's all it. That's four right. years of it. I got a minor. Did you really? No, I don't. Oh. I was one credit shy of a sociology minor. What was that listed? What? In oh, the one to uh, it was number. I think it was number thirty-two. Yep. Oh 32. my god! <laughs> so you're pulling a strong thirty point five with your two. And what I love is mine is lower than phys ed, sports management, or other majors designed for athletes. <laughs> We don't matter. Number one no. was physics, by the way, which makes sense. Yeah. Because they do things. <laughs> they, do, they do important things with spaceships and nucleuses. Just, and nucleuses? <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. And ions. and. That's, okay. That's all in there. You should have got a minor in that. <laughs> I should have. You would have done medium. I would have had to name, um, 
one of them things with the circles. Planet? No. Adam? Uh, you know, with the nucleus and the, the neuron, neuron, nuance. Neurons. A nuance? Yep, name all the nuances of science with that. I used, you know what? I used to be really awesome at all of that in junior high. <sighs> I could name all the pieces on a microscope. It's That's all gone not now. really physics. It's That's science. a guy that works in a if microscope factory. If you don't know factory. how to work a microscope, you can't do your work. I disagree completely. Completely. Because all physics deal with microscopes nowadays. Well, yeah, and if you don't know the pieces of it. Not computers at all. Not. Um, oh, I see. <laughs> What's well, the there's, I'm sure, some old school people in science who use microscopes. Because when I think of the future, I always think of old school first. <laughs> yeah, in science. Yeah. There's those people trying to think the world is flat. <laughs> yep, all those people trying to think the world <laughs> is flat. They're taking it back old school style. Next story. Do we have another story? I do. Uh, this one's in my in my neighborhood or around my neighborhood. Uh, there is a uh, a bank, the Albany Park Bank mm -hmm. on Lawrence. Some lady tried to rob it. Okay. So she just she went in. So far, so good. I don't have. Oh, here we go. No, so she went in and you know demanded money. Like, don't no die packs, no police. Give me the money. And then the, the teller just said, we're closed. Come back tomorrow. And she did. Wait, she left and came back the next day? Yes. They found, like, they saw her milling around. All right. Well. But I'm confused. Was it end of closing day or? <sighs> That's a really smart teller. Was it? Wait, maybe she, wait, I think she, she could might have. Did she go on Easter? I don't think the bank was ever even open on Easter. That's true. Yeah, she's Like, why would she smart. think it was closed? Why would she rob a bank? Well, because you, I mean, they got that's money That's where the money lives. Yeah, exactly. The money, the money lives there. Well, that's just highly depressing. I just I'm love, sorry. she's like, it's closed, come back tomorrow. It's smart. It's a good move. And then the lady's like, oh, all right. <laughs> Darn. I really hope she didn't swear. I got to switch up appointments now. Any more news like, stories? What is she doing? I'm imagining what's like her daily activities. And does she write robbing a bank? I really hope she does. Did, Did she do laundry? If she writes robbing a bank on her to-do list, is robbing a bank spelled correctly? She has, and she has, it's on that uh, stationery that says, from the mind of so-and-so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we got to get that for you. That stationery. What? The stationery. You would, from the mind of Merle. <laughs> That's your name. I know, but it makes me sound stupid. How does that make you sound stupid? I just said that the, the lady who... But you're Rob assuming that the lady that robs banks has from the mind of whatever. Yeah, now you want to give me that stationery. It's just cute. It's nice. I'm serious. Okay. Sometimes. Next story. I would have to get better This is getting stationary. weird. This is getting weird. Can I get classier stationery? Oh, yeah. It'd be like on very fancy ivory paper. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the elephants? Exactly. <laughs> it would be made out of elephants. That's elephant. what I want. I want some elephant ivory paper. All right, that's your next year's you just birthday thin gift. It real thin. Ivory tusk elephant paper. Probably really hard to write on. You need markers or something. Yeah, markers. That's <laughs> it's like laminate paper. That's why all those poachers are so popular because everyone's like, how can we get people to use more markers? We'll kill all the elephants because all the people want to write notes on the tusks. <laughs> why not? Doesn't make any sense. Okay, so I've, I've heard people talking about this one and I'm curious as to your thoughts. Mm -hmm. Uh, is that that kid in China who uh, took out his kidney? Well, he didn't take out. Someone took it out for him. I'm with you. But he he was he just traded it for an iPad and an iPod. Yes. 
What about that it? kidney costs a whole lot more than just an iPad and an iPod. Uh, I would have gotten at least some Apple TV. <laughs> what else? Like that big Mac screen. These are fair points. Some headphones, an iPod case. The first two parts I agree with, but not the last two parts. That doesn't make any sense. Um, <laughs> do you think he want? Do you think he wants to live? Is the real question. Well, yeah, he's Sorry. got two of them. He's got what? He just took a kidney. I'm sorry, this isn't just funny, but one like... one kidney, you got two. Yeah, but how old is he? Maybe He's a teenager. He's a teenager. 17, I, I don't believe. know, it's weird. Thanks, Mike Pritchard. <laughs> we appreciate it. He brought the car. We have enough mics for everybody now. What's up, everybody? I don't have to sit in that corner anymore? No, you don't have to sit in the corner anymore. All right. We've got to cut that out of the podcast because it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Back to the story, and here's a clean cut. Okay, so do you think the guy actually wants to live? Because I think if you're a teenager, you don't think of like, what am I going to do at 30? It's more like, hey, there's an iPad, shiny. Did you listen? Yeah, and I have a two kidneys. I might as well give one out. Yeah, exactly. So in, in terms of like giving up a kidney, why not? If you're going to be that young and that dumb, I, sure. I don't, I don't see anything against that. I'm just saying. Really? You don't see anything against it? More. I see a lot of things against it. I, there's a lot of reasons well, not yeah, to do that. But whatever. Kids not whatever. Kids. Nope, kids aren't kids. That's just dumb. That's a real bad idea. He did, he did get coerced. You know, someone had to take it out. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think, did they know that he was trading it for an iPad? I think so. I think that was kind of the the uh, the scheme of it. Do you know that they, they tricked him? And he's like, "We'll give you an iPad." I don't an think iPod. they tricked him. I think they told him blatantly, "We'll give you an iPod for a kidney. Give me an iPad too." Okay, done. I think <laughs> that's how simple it was. Do you think they they tried to get him an iPad and then he's like, "No, I want iPad too." Yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> I think they gave him the first generation. He's really pissed. It's like, no, they try to give him an iPod uh, shuffle. Yeah. It's like, no, I want the real big one. No, so one of the guys who was uh, in cahoots mm-hmm. with the doctor and all that, he got 22, no, 220,000 won, yen. Yen? No, it's not yen, because it's China. Okay. Some money, Chinese money. Wait, uh, aren't you Chinese? That doesn't matter. Okay. But you are Chinese, right? Yeah, but it's... Okay, lovely. just asking. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Nothing. Okay. Uh, but it's thirty-five thousand uh, <laughs> U.S. 35, okay, thirty-five thousand U.S. He could have gotten thirty-five thousand U.S. instead of like eight hundred dollars. Yeah. He's a teenager. It's not even eight hundred, is it? It depends on the generation. I'm just saying he could have bought the I whole bet. goddamn Apple store. Yeah. Well, what are you gonna but do? He's a stupid. So he's that's your stupid. big thing. Teens are dumb. <laughs> like it took you an iPad kidney story to realize that. Well, yeah. Not riding the bus home from here? Because I don't really I learned, see kids. Oh, you see one. It teaches you about everything. <laughs> I work with teens right now. I could tell you. Yeah, that, that's right. That sounds exactly... I'm surprised he got two for the price of one. I'm surprised he just didn't get an iPad. At least he didn't get a Zune. Wouldn't it be great if they gave... We'll give you 30 Zunes or one iPad. <laughs> he just starts it's like money now. How is that not our currency these days? Zunes? Just Zunes. Like, it really, you'd have to carry like a Santa Claus bag. We're like two negative quarters away from having a Zune based economy. <laughs> we should like, Greece buy... is already in a Zune based economy. They're we just should probably all the buy time. some Zunes then. We should, we should get in when the market's real low, <laughs> sell high. Hey, everybody, this is Saki, the record store in Logan Square. We want to talk about Record Store Day, Saturday, April 21st. I don't have a lot of time, so I've got to go quick. Oh, more than 100 Record Store Day exclusive releases. Um, starting at 1 p.m., we've got a whole day of band performances. Uh, Chirp and Girls Rock Chicago will be coming out to play games and hand out prizes. We've got ticket giveaways. 
you can use your receipt to get discounts at shops around the city. Special hours are 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., so don't sleep in, but don't get up too early either. Saki is 3716 West Fullerton in Chicago. Learn more at SakiStore.net or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Ladies and gentlemen, coming to the stage is a radio show host. He's our first radio show host that I discovered thanks to my future father-in-law. That sounds weird. That sounds so weird. Anyways, I listen to the show. It's a good show. It's not for old people. It's just for people. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Nick DeGilio, everybody. Nick! Welcome. There you go. Best introduction of me ever. Why is that? Yeah, I'm sorry. That was fucking weird, man. I don't, I don't, I'm trying not to swear so much. Yeah. You Nick, bring up Turned On and then your father-in-law. I'm going to cut that part out. Okay. Um, and you were kind enough to let me call into your show on Friday night, and you made it very clear that you wanted to swear. I'm trying not to swear, and I open with fuck, and I apologize for that. Fuck you. There you go. Um, you, you're, you have a, a radio job. You get paid to be on the radio, right? I do, yes. So why are you drinking PBR? <laughs> because I get paid to be on the there radio. There you go. Good That's answer. You've been on the radio for quite some time. Yeah, I have. How did um, that start? Oh, God, because I'm the luckiest guy in the world. I, I've been with WGN in some capacity uh, for 27 years. I, uh, wait, wait, wait. How old are you? Aren't you only like 45, 40? 46. Yeah. Okay. Keep so going. I was a 19-year-old jagoff who got to be on the radio at some point. I, you know, Roy Leonard uh, is this legendary guy who was on the radio, retired a, a bunch of years back, and I used to listen to his radio show pretty regularly because I was a movie freak. I grew up and watching movies, and, and uh, he was the mo- the only accessible film critic yeah. that there was. Like everybody else, you couldn't talk to, you couldn't touch him. Well, not that I touched Roy, but um, um, but I would call in and like say, "Hey, man, why didn't you like Caddyshack?" You know, and he'd go, "Because I'm an adult." And so we, but he liked me for took a liking to me, and then I started reviewing. He he said, "I don't want to watch any more shitty movies, so you okay. go watch." the ninja shit and, you know, the zombie crap and I'll take care of the Sally Field movies and you take care of the shit, which I think Sally Field movies are shit, but that's just me. And so he got me and I started working that and then eventually it led to my own show that I host and that has been... 98, right? 1998. Yeah. So what, 14, no, yeah, 14 years? Can that happen anymore? Uh, you know, that's a good question. I mean, the, the, the business has changed so much. I think anybody can... I mean, you have a podcast. I have a I podcast. So, <laughs> yeah, but a lot, I bet a lot of people hear it. A lot of people probably hear it more than some of the people who are on radio stations in Chicago probably hear this. Absolutely. But yeah, but they make money doing that. True. And it's, it's a little harder to do that. I mean, I'm not knocking the podcast from it. I obviously love it. I get yeah. to talk about my dick. You know, that's awesome. I love talking about my dick. Dick, 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 dick. Isn't and that I, what every podcast is about? Well, about the guy's dick. I have a podcast. It's about my dick. No, because the difference is I have at least a few females on every show. That's the one difference. Like, right. I know but it's I'm still a, about your dick. Nah, it's kind of in the abstract 14-year-old way. <laughs> That's, uh, this is not... Okay, yes, the majority of them, thanks to Kevin Smith, are about dicks, <laughs> but not all of them. Sorry. Now I'm just thinking of all the podcasts with dicks, and he's right. It's like 90%. 90%. Like, even the music ones are... Okay, sorry about that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You're right. Yeah, I know, but, like, I kind of still love traditional radio. I don't yeah. listen to it much. I listen to your show as a podcast, actually. I don't need traffic and weather. I'm good. Yeah. I have the internet. But don't you, like, find some satisfaction in kind of having these rules on air? No, I, I love uh, traditional talk radio. Yeah. I mean, I, there's just... I grew up on it. I think it's great, and I wish that there were more of it. Uh, I happen to be lucky enough to be on WGN, which is kind of 
you know, the, the it's the, the best in Chicago. It's the best. In, it's the top standard of talk radio. There's no question about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, I love the structure. I love the fact that it exists. Um, I think it's also awesome that, you know, you listen to my show via podcast. I think that not only helps the station, but it also changes the way it brings new people in to listen to it. What does management think of the podcast format? Well, you know, they're embracing it. Are they? Yeah, absolutely. All I right. mean, they get behind it. They really push it. Uh, and, you know, they're, you know the, the whole uh, you know, download the WGN app. Yeah. They've really, you know, the current management and the people who are in charge at GN have, have absolutely embraced technology. So you're happy with the state of GN right now? Yes. Good. I am. I am. Good. I wasn't so much a couple of years ago, but I am now. What changed? Uh, we got rid of some people that needed to be. You're very diplomatic right now. Um, no, I am. But that's good. Yeah. No, that's good. I don't lose your job because of there this. Was a, yeah. No, there was there was a time when it was really rough to be at WGN, and anybody who listened to the radio station know that there was a transitional period that we went through. There was some management that had a different idea. Yeah. A radical idea that was also not a good idea about what they thought the radio station should be. You seem to be skewing slightly younger and younger, which I think is a good idea because people die. <laughs> Yes, they do. Well, you know, I mean, the, the, the reputation that I think has been really unfair about WGN is that it's your mother's station, your yeah. father's station, your grandmother's station, which I really don't think is the case and hasn't been the case. And, I mean, you know, the fact that I have a radio show on that station. But tell know, people the time of your radio show versus. Well, it's Friday nights at 10 o'clock. Exactly. Saturday nights at 6. Yeah. Yeah. But Come we on. got Johnny B. Once again. <laughs> Yeah. Well, he's you know he's morning drive. That's not he's not. But who's it. he for? Is he for people my age or he's people for like older than you? Well, I don't know. I, he's bringing in. I mean, the the book that just came in was really good. He brought in a lot of young numbers. I will tell you this. I used to work for him, and he asked me to be there the first day, and we just kept kept getting call after call about this crazy guy. It was just a lot of old people going. I don't like what's well, going on here it is so he's he is more fr- like you know he's getting you the he younger is? guys okay okay he no he i mean he, no he's brought in a lot of younger people to okay. the station but the but the thing is um is that what brandmeyer is doing is what brandmeyer has always done and will always do uh-huh. but that kind of thing has never been on wgn yeah and 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 i think it's a fresh thing i think it's a great thing Good. i think that i think that they you know i think that uh Langmeyer and Tom Langmeyer and Bill White bringing Brandmeyer in was a stroke of genius. Okay, and, and uh, you know it's it's added a real new life to it. I think it's informed the shows that follow it, and I think there's a there's a different sort of attitude and a different vibe that's happening in the station. And certainly, it really got us out of like this weird funk that we were in for a couple of years. And now everything is going onwards going, and upwards. I think going in a, I think going in a great direction. That's I've, you know. I've always been, you know, lucky and proud to be at the station, but yeah. now I feel like things are going in a great direction, and I'm, you know, and I'm loving it. And you know, they let me do they let me do my show. Yeah. It's great. I mean, they just it's like, you know, man, do what you need to do, and then you can fill in anytime you want. They That's give awesome. Fill ins and and they, so, yeah, weren't you doing it last night too? Yeah, I was on the radio till five thirty this morning. So, so how many hours of sleep do you have in you? I have two. That's good. That's yeah. good. So, uh, are you, so are you in that fish tank thing? In the fish tank Not studio? A, no. I, I am on Saturdays. When I do my regular show on Saturday evenings, I'm in the fish tank thing. This is the thing on, on Michigan Avenue, the showcase studio. There's some fantastic things that happen up there, particularly close to 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite is when people just come up and just like, I've had, you know, tits up on the glass. I've had ass oh up my. on the glass. And then what's really great is I see some, some guy put his ass up on the glass, and then 10 minutes later, some idiot puts his mouth on it. Yeah, right the yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and good. And he starts good. licking the glass, and I'm like, you have no idea. No, he does. You are licking some dude's ass Yeah, right he knows. Now, now do you tell them? Yeah. Do you tell them? Because I know there's a Sometimes mic Sometimes I there. hit a mic and go, hey, dude, you were licking a dude's ass right now. <laughs> 
You ever had any? You ever? If you're homophobic, too late. No, no, that's, you know? he probably is, and, it, and that's why he's doing it. He saw what happened. Yeah, I'm sure he did. My favorite though was I was up there on uh, one night of July 3rd, uh, and it was, I was on that night, and this was back when they were still doing the fireworks. Uh, at Grand Park, and so there's millions of drunks, I mean, complete idiots out on Michigan Avenue, and just running around banging on the window and screaming and smashing their head against the... And, I, and I've been up there so long, I can kind of zone it out, but the problem is, like, when I have a guest on who's never yeah. been up there, they start freaking out. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck's going on? There's, like, these maniacs out here. And I'll never forget this. I was sitting, at the, you know, I'm, I'm interviewing someone, and out of the corner of my eye, I see idiots banging on the window. It's July 3rd. Millions of idiots coming back, loaded. And I look, and from the corner of my eye, I see this guy running across Michigan Avenue, like full, I mean, as fucking fast as you could ever run. Okay. Running fast as hell. Bam! Smashes right into the glass, arms at his side, face first, leaves a mark, hits the ground. I thought he was dead. I actually thought he was dead. His drunk friends come up and start laughing. He's an asshole. And they pick him up and carry him down the street. Cool. Yeah, which happened pretty regularly <laughs> yeah. uh, up there. So, How old was the guy? Uh, 63. No, I don't know. I think he was in his he was in his 20s. Like well, the an, reason like why all assholes are when they're well, in their the, 20s. The reason why I ask is because today you were busy uh, hosting the Blackhawks like pre playoff bash, yeah, the big uh, playoff bash. And I remember that playoff series, and I wouldn't be shocked if it was a member of the Blackhawks <laughs> that did that. No, I, that's you're what, right. It was Patrick King. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah, come yeah, on, yeah. that kid, kid. He is literally a kid, and he can't hold his alcohol. It's a given. Well, because <laughs> I know so many blonde-haired, blue-eyed, twenty-one-year-old millionaires that could totally handle that, that, MGD. That, yeah, that actually shoot the winning goal for the Stanley Yeah, that Cup. kid's been drunk yeah, for three years. That's not going to have an effect on a twenty-one-year-old. No, year old, no. He's, yeah, that's when I'm, I probably I'm going with Patrick Kane. No, he's a he's a Patrick Kane, another another great guy. Uh, but you know, no, no, he's, it was fantastic. yeah, okay. He sorry. is. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He is. He's Listen, a great guy. I listen to the GN all the time. I hear all these athletes do. Does anyone on the Blackhawks know how to talk into a microphone? Do they really just know how to talk in general? Well, is it? Are you Sharp's fine? Sharp's fine. Oh, ooh, we got a little man crush on Patrick Sharp. No, he's an adult. He's 28, 29. He knows how to talk into a microphone. But Taves and Kane are still. I like Chevy. This is a truck. Like, come on, man! (laughs) You're getting paid a million dollars. Well, what they're getting paid a million dollars to do what they do is, and and they do what they do very well on the ice. Yeah. I mean, but they're know, awful ad men. I would, yeah. They oh, get paid another. We, okay, right, they get paid right. another million dollars to go. This is a Chevy. Come on. <laughs> I personally it. think they get paid millions of dollars to put the fucking puck in the net. That's yeah, then they I get think. an extra million. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sell a Chevy first, then put the puck in the net. Is that what you're saying? I say equal. <laughs> I say equal. Patrick Kane is uh, one of the uh, is a great player, and and Jonathan Taves is perhaps the most poised uh, and smartest. And most mature captain in the NHL. I'd agree completely, but not a good admin. Right. I would face. go with Ovechkin because he's nuts. He doesn't know the English language at all, and he's been playing in these states for like seven years. He has no idea what he's saying. It's delightful. Yeah. Wait, I don't know anything about hockey, but Jonathan Taze, every time I look at him, he just looks like he's slow. Like there's just something wrong with his face. Yeah, like, but Mario Lemieux looks slow too. I cannot allow this shit to be said about my. Black I don't even Hawks. like. I honestly. Not they, only do I love the Blackhawks, I work for the fucking radio station. Like bless yeah. them, bless them. They play great. I couldn't do that. <laughs> but just the look on his face, it's like, what's going on in there? No. There's a lot going on. There's Wait, a lot of hockey now. I would. I gotta. No. Okay. Okay. It looks like his face the is gone. The priority is, can they play the game? 
maybe they can sell a truck. I don't give a shit about them selling a truck. I, I want a, shit a about truck them salesman See? that happens to be a good hockey player. Right. Not even great. Okay. I just want some cool Let's ads. bring Joe Namath back with the panty. The fucking 85 Bears, like... they could sell anything. Yeah. Okay. okay. They were smooth. You're right. Except... And they happened to play. There was like four amazing guys and a bunch of drunks that knew how to hit Yeah, but the problem, was was, awesome. the problem was they sucked ass because they couldn't fucking rap, right? I don't know if you're being sarcastic right now. <laughs> yes, of course I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> Because they couldn't so the, rap. the top priority for the 85 Bears was, I don't like them. They get paid a million dollars, and they can't Okay, rap. no, 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 no. Here's why I like them, because at most they got paid 200 grand, and half of the team oh. committed suicide because of brain injuries. So that's why I really like them. Oh, that's brutal. No, no, the bullet in the skull was brutal, right. pre- followed or preceded by 15 years of just mind-numbing hits. Yeah. Love football. It's the greatest game in the world. <laughs> Except when you put a bullet in your head. Evidently. Just don't play on the line, dude. Play or, quarterback. You're I think fine. He, I think he put the bullet in his head because he was on the Super Bowl shuffle. Oh, <laughs> you're gonna lose your job. <laughs> <laughs> no. That is actually the one thing you can By say. By the way, I this... wasn't working for GN then, so I'm cleared. No, you are yeah. now. <laughs> That's the one thing that could get you in fire for this town. In anything, yeah. just knock the 85 Bears. <laughs> no. You know that. I mean, you know. Listen, I, 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 I don't knock the 85 Bears. I think the Super Bowl <laughs> shuffle is stupid. I'm sorry. Does anybody think lose the Super Bowl shuffle was cool? Yeah, everyone, ever. Everyone. Yeah, everyone. Really? Yeah. Okay. We, li- we would have moved if we didn't think it was cool. Really? <laughs> now, do you know that that's... That's the only reason why I come back to relive this remote shuffle. Do you know that that spawned every asshole sports team in the world to do it? God and who's done rap? it since? Who's actually tons won? Of, no, tons of... No one's done it pre the game and won. No one's done it pre the game and won? Yeah. Okay. It's awesome. But it still doesn't mean that what these other teams have done is it's good hilarious. in terms of music. No one said it was good music. We said it was a great song. Oh. See, but Jim, Jim McMahon right now is in, in trouble because he's on a bank thing. And what, I saw a headline, and he's they called him the Punky thing. QB. Yeah, he's the Punky which QB. Which is the line from the shuffle. Yeah. People love that shit. It's true. Let's talk about I mean, that, that's, that's going to be, it's what, 1985, for Christ's sake. Yeah. And, you know, every year the Bears play, it's like, uh, you know, everybody goes back to 1985. We, I'm a Cubs fan, and we go back to 1908. Come on. What's, <laughs> what's wrong with 85? It's true. I kind of go back to, I don't know, I mean, you know, yeah, it's got to be 1908. The last World Series, it was 1908, know, yes, I know, sir. I know, but there's like, 1984 is almost what killed me. No, see, I was, I was two, so I'm... Thanks, thanks a lot. Yeah. You had a job, shut up, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, at that I'm time 29 I at, and I still don't have a radio game, okay, I back off. I Jewel at that time, so... Well, oh my God, you were 18, it was only a year later you were working for GN. Sorry. <laughs> um... You can't insult him. He's winning. You're winning in life. Don't. I, why oh, did yeah. Charlie Sheen ruin yeah. that fucking I'm winning, word? I'm winning in life. I have a Paps blue ribbon. That but I you can paid. Afford. Did you, I paid what? You 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 used money to buy it. I did. You got. You get to see the Hawks whenever you want, probably for free. That's probably well. Yep. All right. I have a couple friends who go to the games with me. Yeah. So, shut yeah, the fuck I, up, man. <laughs> you're like, what do you want? You have a place no, to I'm sleep. Good. You get to see I'm every good. game you want. You yeah. get to talk on a re- microphone about whatever you want. You get to screen films whenever you want. You have a monthly film screening series. I do. Yeah. You still get to go to this, uh, the screening room on Lake Street whenever you want, right? I, yeah. So sh- what are you complaining about? I'm not getting any pussy right now. That's your problem because you say things like pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting yeah, snatched. Right no right offense, thing. sir, but why the fuck do you have a weird beardy goatee thing? <laughs> like, what oh, is this? Oh, this is a beard. No, it's not. You, you shaved the neck part off. You're oh, a not. beard has to be a full, this, you have to have this? Yeah, what beard? are you, a teen? You, of course, has got to have a full thing. Here's what I'm saying. You're not fat. Don't have a fat man's face. You're a thin man. Take advantage of it. That's not why so you're not So seriously, I'm supposed to grow, this is, a, this is not, I don't have a beard? No, you have a goatee with chops that connect. 
Really? Yeah. I have, actually, I have a fucking Van Dyke with chops that can act. That if you makes be it worse. Now, wait, does your, when you do grow the neck thing, does it just kind of stick to your, to your neck like a vine, and like it's gross and it just sticks to your neck? That's what hair does. It, hair, it falls off. What, what is it supposed no, to do? No, because it usually grows out. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. This it's is what I'm saying. <laughs> if you're really worried about the puss, you've got to just shave. Just shave, man. Shave the whole face? Either shave the whole face or keep the beard. Dude, it's like a playoff start on Thursday. You can have a hockey beard for as long as they're in. Right. They're probably gonna oh, and that's it. attractive. The hockey beards are real attractive. Okay. I'm going to get a lot of chicks okay. if I grow like a boy. Did you see Kaner's beard in 2010? Once again, he was a teen. He was literally a teen. All right. That's amazing. He could grow a beard. Here's he the really can. Here's what I'm trying to say. He looked fantastic. Here's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. What are you? What are you trying <laughs> to say? To me? You're. I think you have a lot going for you. You're a talented. Why man. do I suddenly feel like I'm in fucking therapy? What? I don't know. I'll cut it out if you don't like it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You, you got a lot going for you. Yeah. Thanks. You get to do everything you want. You can get. You're kind of living a dream right now. A cool dream, not like really? a weird, shitty, psychedelic dream, but like a good one. You think? Okay. I know. Oh, it's awesome. Okay. Shave the beard. You're not wearing shoes. You want to wear mine, and I'll tell you. No, and then you can feel how, what my life is. What size are those? These are uh, nine and a half. I'm 14. They're not going to work. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't grow a beard, and I got small feet. All right. No, you have average feet, which means you could buy every type of shoes ever. That's the best type of. That's the best size foot. Nine and a half, okay. nine is the best size foot for a male. Thank you very much. All right, so go ahead. Why I, are you I'm complaining about? The dream. Are you seriously worried about girls? Or women? No, actually, I could. I just got divorced, so I couldn't give yeah, a shit. I, I, I don't know so, if you want to talk about that or not. No, no, I don't care. Okay. Um, Would you like her address? Why? She actually doesn't live very far from the bank that got robbed. Wait, by the way, I live. She in wasn't Albany the Park. one who did it. I've been, she? Maybe. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I lived, in, I lived in Albany Park for a, for for a long time, and it doesn't surprise me that an Albany Park resident got fooled by someone saying we're closed. That yeah. doesn't surprise me at all. I, I can see that happening at the subway there. Yeah, I'd like a foot long. We're closed. Oh, uh, okay. And then they just wander back out by the, blue, by the brown line station. Yeah. And piss on the ground. That's hey, <laughs> we've all, come on. Well, yeah, yeah. I just did it right out here. Yeah, exactly. And, and, the, and the bathroom was open. That's the thing that makes it so much classier. Right. And I shaved there. I got rid of this back there for you. Why, I was trying to impress why you. Do you do, why do you do that, man? <laughs> you look, why are you ruining it? I don't know. I didn't know this was a bad... I didn't know that you were supposed to... I, it's uncomfortable down here. Then shave the well, rest what, of it. Can you grow a beard? Barely. Okay. This well, is... I haven't shaved since Friday. I'm engaged. I don't care about ladies. You I'm done. Wait, hold on. No, this is why I have this is because I don't care about ladies. All right. Wait a minute. You Seriously, you haven't shaved since Friday? This is all I have. This is wow. all I know. I know. And you're making fun of Patrick Kane? I'm jealous. I'm just man. jealous. No, I know how to talk into a microphone. That's all. Uh, okay. I could uh, go. All right. Chevy. All right. I could do that. Can you shoot Chevy. a puck? Medium. If he's a, he's like a nine, I'm like a point eight. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because I could I'll get go. the puck to the net every time. Okay. Well, then we'll, never we'll bring go you away. down between the second and third period oh, of the UC, God. and you can have you do done the that? shoot up. Have you done? No, that? I've emceed it. But I, I hate you. I'm so jealous. Yeah. What you you hate me because I emceed the shootout? Yeah, like I'm serious. Like that's a cool fucking. Game. It is cool as hell. Actually. I'm 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 honestly incredibly. I never really wanted to be an athlete, but I wanted to be part of that world. I'm not joking. The first time I walked dummies. out on the ice, they're all I, dummies. Come on, who? No, what? Who's who's all dummies? <laughs> you were saying the first time you walked on the ice. 
This guy, beep, beep, back and This up. is all I'm saying. This is uh, all I'm saying. I, I grew up listening to the Cubs, right? Yes. I never really wanted to hang out with the Hawk, even though he was my favorite player. But I always wanted to hang out with Steve Stone, because I know Steve oh, Stone. Oh, okay. Exactly. And then, like, same with the announcers. Like, so you want to hang out with Pat Foley? Kind of, yeah. You want to hang out with John Weideman? Yeah, I, yeah. Really, Eddie would be cool, too. But hanging out with, like, Kaner, I'm good. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just a little, uh, it's too weird. And now that we're close to You guys can age, compare beard growth, though, if you hung out. Yeah, but he'd be like, Bud Light Ice. And I'd be like, ah, drink whiskey. And he'd be like, I'm rich. And I'd be all sad. That'd be the whole night. I mean, I'd be now like, you, do, you guys do know the story that the, that the 2010 Hawks were responsible for uh, banging up the, the Stanley Cup more than any other team. No, tell me it. Oh, yeah. And that, and that the guy who, there's a guy who accompanies the Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. He's been doing it for like 28, 29 years. And he is at the beck and call of the team, the city that has the cup that for that year. That is such a weird job. So the, it's an un- ridiculous. Yeah. So they call him up at like 2 o'clock in the morning and go, get the gloves on, get the cup, and meet us at the bar. And he's got to get up out of bed going, son <laughs> of a bitch. Bring the cup down to the bar at 3 o'clock in the morning while it, the players are going nuts. And the guy who had the cup, had the possession of the cup, who, who is in charge of the cup, said that the 2010 Hawks gave him the biggest workout of his life, because they were all like in their twenties. Yeah, they were all like young guys. They were like, "Hey, I want to bring the cup to my neighborhood bar in Switzerland. Get the guy up right now and let's go. <laughs> Get the gloves on, jag off. Get the cup. Let's." Do go. you know how much that guy makes a year? I, it, it, I hope it's a lot. I really do. Yeah. I'm assuming it's not that bad once the season starts. You think? Yeah, no, yeah, because it's the summer. It's just the oh summer. Oh my god! It's that's like the when the worst when, camp director position in the world. <laughs> When the cup, when they win the cup, when the, whatever the team wins the cup in June, uh, it's that whole summer all the way through September. Did you see that it's ESPN doc insanity. about the when the Red Wings had the cup for the summer? I did. I wish they did. I'd rather not have seen it because it's the fucking Red Wings. But yeah, but every time the, any Detroit team wins, it's like hey, you need it. It's no, fine. you don't. Have you been to Detroit? Yeah, they need it. No, they need. Come no. on, no. come on. We got a lot of cool things. They got nothing. They have like a thing. They have the cup. I understand. And then it goes away. Right. And it's hilarious. Anyways, that's... Yeah. No, but, but, the, but the, I mean, it's been well documented that the 2010 uh, Blackhawks had the most fun with the Stanley Cup. Did and they do well a lot they of Jaeger bombs out of it? I, did they do I a lot imagine of they, they just keep Jaeger bombs. They actually, like, they, like, like, they would purposely, like, if, 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 I can't remember exactly who, what player went to what player, but like, I think it was Patrick Sharp had it one time. And like put dog food in it, and then had his dog eat out of it, and then I think they gave it to I think it was Duncan Keith who had it next, and then like he ate cereal out of it like the next time with that the dog, dog food in. thing yeah. seems a little disrespectful. Did Patrick Kane beat the shit out of a cabbie with it? No. See, <laughs> sorry. Come on, that was my favorite part of the whole parade when Dustin Bufflin is like, "Hey, Buffalo cab drivers, get ready for this offseason," right. and then he got traded. And then <laughs> I miss him, man. He's the hawk I miss the most from that team. Do you really? Yeah, Buff. You know, I mean, if you look back at that season, Buff had a, 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 an okay regular season. His playoffs were amazing. Absolutely. He stepped and up. And then we trade him, you know, because we had to. There was a salary cap. It makes sense. There was a lot, there was a lot of shit that the team had to totally do. Totally makes sense. To make the salary cap, which sucks. And Bufflin, getting rid of Bufflin was wrong. And then he goes, he, he, goes to, he goes to get traded, and he has a career season. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. So, but, but you know, the team that we have now, I think are great, and I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna take uh, Phoenix. Most I, importantly, I'm saying Phoenix in five. I'm saying. I'm sorry, Hawks in five. Uh, you could get fired for going against them, can't you? Yeah. I think. I think they're peaking at the exact right moment. 
Unlike the Bulls. I'm worried about the Bulls. Yeah. Because of Rose. Well, wow, we're talking. So, there's not even a TV in this bar. There hasn't been sports in this bar in years. I'm so sorry, so we're talking, crowd. We're talking sports. Jesus, does that mean we have to sound like dickheads? Because you ever notice that like a lot of sports guys are like. It's, yeah, they're athletes. That's why I don't want to hang no, out. No, I'm with not them. saying. I'm saying guys who talk about sports. Oh, we're the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're when, still, you, when you start getting into that, you alienate every other person in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Which is what we're doing right now. Yeah. Let's I, talk about beards again. I got. I actually got a what, text saying get, text get off the face beard stuff. So I'm going to follow that advice. Get off the face beard stuff. Who sent that to you? ZZ yeah. Top. ZZ you... Top sent that okay. to me. Okay. ZZ right. Top is here. Outstanding. I always thought Lagrange was about the suburb of Chicago. Lagrange. That's a ZZ Top reference. Yeah, ZZ. How? How? I feel how, so how. bad for our comic. I got to really fuck shit up. So it's somewhat inviting for her. I had way too much fun talking to you. Thank you. Uh, I've had a great time talking to you. Uh, I'm going to end this interview with a question from the book of Questions, Love and Sex by Gregory Stock. Jesus Christ. We, have we already established that I'm, this is not my forte right now? You could lie. All right. Pick a number between 104 and 206. <laughs> uh, t- uh, 202. 202. Fantastic. We are out of 202. You get 204. Thank you. I appreciate that. We retire them. If a close friend reported seeing your partner having a very romantic dinner with someone, but your partner absolutely denied being there, whom would you tend to believe? How strong would the evidence have to be before you'd accept that your spouse was lying to you? Did I just mention I just got divorced? (laughs) I don't know. So you Uh, believe the friend. I'm sorry. So the question is, if my friend comes up to me and says, hey, man, I saw your... Your, your what was the Vince Vaughn, Kevin James movie? The Dilemma. This is the plot of Which, The Dilemma. Which, by the way, a lot of that took place at the UC. On yeah, the I know. Um, okay. Uh, Jesus, I'm so jaded at this point. You know? You just got to believe I, in listen, love, buddy. I, I ran into a homeless guy, across, drunk guy across the street who tried to sell me DVDs. I believe him before I would believe my spouse. But you just like film. I do like film. So, so what... You just like the idea of someone giving you films to watch. Oh, DVDs? Yeah. You know, I didn't even ask him what they were. I should have. <laughs> yeah. Because the guy was loaded. Have you seen this guy? Yeah, we all, yeah. He's out, what's his name again? We're pretty sure he stole our microphone cords. Like, we're, we're <laughs> is, not, that what, is that what happened? It he's, wouldn't well, surprise he's, me. He's selling them in front of the State Farm. I love the fact that he was in front of State Farm Insurance. Yeah. I walked over to get some money out of the ATM, fanning in front of the State Farm Insurance. It's this guy going, you want some DVDs, he dude? Be- he just believes in irony. <laughs> Nick could be heard on WGN Radio every Thanks, Friday, man. every Saturday. Yes. Listen to the podcast. That's how I do it. Yep. Thank you so much for doing I this. I appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Thanks. Nick Gilio. Thank you very much. Hey, everybody. Thanks for downloading the show. I appreciate it. This is the part where I tell you to support our sponsors. One of our sponsors for this four nights of shows at the Hungry Brain in Chicago, Illinois, is Half Acre Brewery. Yes, I finally am living my dream. I'm giving away beer Beer that I like, beer that I like drinking, beer that I like sharing with others, at you, me, them, everybody. Half Acre, if you're not from Chicago or you don't know about good beer, is very good beer. They have a brewery. It's almost in the Lincoln Square neighborhood. It's 3900 Lincoln. It's super easy to get to. They have brewery tours. You can go there and get Growlers. You can get Gossamer. You can get Daisy Cutter. You get Oh, they give us this new beer I've never even heard of. It's called Overale. Like, well, I mean, I've heard of Overale, but they're Overale. I had it for the first time this week. It's my new favorite half acre. It's got these cool owls on there. I love this beer. I love this brewery. I am so thrilled. I am elated to say that Half Acre is an official sponsor of You, Me, Them, Everybody. Go check them out online. There's a link to their brewery slash uh, beer, whatever. Uh, That doesn't really help. Just buy them. They're good. It's in cans. It's good. It's the best, all right? Uh, You know, that Dosakis guy, that's weird. Instead, 
Uh, they sponsor shows like me. That's cool. Yeah, they could have done this with a sports team or a sports team. They could have done this with anybody. They chose us, and that makes me very, very happy. So I should come up with a tagline or something. I don't have one. Here's all I'm saying. Drink the beer. It's good. It's the kind of beer where you could bring it to, like, the in-laws, and they're like, ooh, someone's fancy. And it's the kind of beer you could drink during the baseball game, and you're not feeling all shitty, and it's old style. And there's nothing wrong with old style. Just get, drink the half acre, okay? It's good beer. Drink the beer. It's delightful. And ladies like the beer. I don't even know if that's true. I, every woman I know that likes this beer, she's they're cool. But I only hang out with cool ladies because, I mean, I drink half acre beer. That's an awful tagline. It's halfacrebeer.com. Thanks to Half Acre. Now back to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, coming to the stage, I'm very excited to have her here. Please put your hands together for Rhea Butcher, everybody. Rhea, come to the stage. Thanks, you guys. How's everybody doing? I'm feeling good. I celebrated Easter for like the first time in forever the other day because I kind of forgot that was a thing. But I, uh, I celebrated it the right way, I figured out, which is watching Terminator and Terminator 2 back to back. I highly recommend it. I, uh, my girlfriend and I hosted a party, and we put it on. We just put on Terminator as like a visual ambiance, but everybody was like so enthralled with Terminator, we just popped that thing on. So Sarah Connor's biceps were risen that day, that's for sure. <laughs> as was my dick, so yeah. it's cool, you know? You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know if you guys can tell by my, uh, my semi rock doodle haircut and uh, this off-duty lesbian tractor mechanic outfit I've got going on that uh, hides my breasts and hips. I'd like to save those for later. It's a nice little surprise. But uh, it makes for some awkward situations, uh, one of which is public restrooms. Sort of always been my, my nom, really. I get a little shaky when I go in there. I, uh, the other day I was at Target, I went into the bathroom, and this woman started giving me dirty looks for being in there. And then I, I looked at her, and I realized, you're trying to get your cart into that stall with you. I'm not the one with the wrong thing in here. This one's on you, lady. So I realized after that, I'm just going to, you know what, I'm going to flip this thing around. I'm going to make it positive. I'm going to turn it into a little game. So now every time I get, get a hairy eyeball from a lady, I give myself 10 points. And any time I get a bathroom door check which is uh, when the little lady comes in the door, opens it, makes eye contact with me, pops her head back and checks for that uh, dress on the little sign, I get myself 25 points. Anytime I can flip it around and get a makeout session in, I get myself 100 points. Last week I had a personal high score of an even 30,000, so doing okay. The, uh, I work downtown too, so the elevators are a weird situation. Because guys like to be gentlemanly and chivalrous. They like to let the ladies go first. They see me. They've got no idea. Don't know, where, don't know which way to go with that one. First wave, second wave, third wave feminism. I don't know what to do. They just look at me and stutter step towards the... I don't know, man. So what I do is I just pick them up, carry them over the threshold. And take them up to work with me where I make 70 cents on the dollar. It's totally fine. <laughs> I, uh... So I make the game, try to make it a positive thing, but I still, whenever I go to like a restaurant or a restaurant, fast food, there's that sneeze guard in there, whatever sandwich artist or barista sees me gives me a sir all the time. And I mean, I understand, you know, my voice sounds like Kevin McAllister as soon as it comes out of my mouth. But I mean, come on, pay attention. I think we can figure this one out together. 
Because as soon as I leave, the first crumpled homeless man I run into is always like, hey there, little lady. <laughs> you know? I mean, this, this homeless guy called me a bull dagger the other day, which is going way back in the archives, and it's a little, it's a little bigoted. But at least he's paying attention, you know what I mean? Flipped him a quarter. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, I've known I was gay for a long time, you know, because I've been allergic to skirts my whole life. There was never a time I didn't want to be doing one of two things, one of which was uh, being Marty McFly, and, uh, <laughs> yep. Second is uh, making out with ladies. But uh, when I was home for Christmas, I watched this uh, Christmas video with my mom, and I found out it was even earlier than I thought. I was three years old. Because uh, I started watching this video, and I was the all-time elf, long, cute, blonde hair, pink pants, Christmas sweater, passing out gifts. I get to mine, and my back is to the, to the, to the screen. And then I open my gift, I lift it up, and you can't really see what it is, but from off uh, camera, you can hear my grandmother go, who gets a little girl a football? I was so excited with that football just running around. Because ever since then, Don, we now are gay apparel, you know? <laughs> Some people say nature versus nurture. I say Santa Claus. <laughs> I think he's a bear, you know? I'm pretty sure he's got some leather at home. Some red leather. I mean, that belt, come on. It's a pretty, pretty leather king. <laughs> I, uh... I actually recently came out to my dad, which he's not blind, he's okay. We just, we just haven't had, you know, the, like the, the best relationship because uh, my parents have been divorced my whole life. Uh, I was born in August of 1982 uh, and they were divorced in um, September of 1982. I like to think I had a little hand in that. <laughs> little tiny baby hand. Yeah. Helping out, changing the world. <laughs> I also, I'm an only child, and which was kind of awesome, because like you got all the toys to yourself. You didn't have to share all that good stuff. But there is one like genre of toys that's not, not so much fun as an only child, and that's, uh, that's board games. Yeah. So I'd like to share with you my top three board games that are actually the, you know, not best board games for being an only child. Number three is Twister. You know, left foot green, right foot red, I win. Okay. Number two, hungry, hungry hippos. Pretty much just two hippos. I win. Okay. And my number one worst board game for being an only child is Don't Wake Daddy, because he doesn't live here anymore. <laughs> That's my number one. Rhea Butcher, everybody. Thanks, you guys. Thanks, that was really, really, really good. Thank you. Sorry I gave Thanks you the worst possible intro oh, no. to come up to. No, um, great. Kevin McAllister, was that the guy from the Wonder Years? Home Alone. Home Alone. Kevin, was he older brother? I'm asking. Like, I, I honestly don't remember. Um, little guy named Macaulay Culkin. Oh, that was Macaulay Culkin. Why do I keep thinking it's the older brother of somebody? Buzz. Is that what's, oh, yeah. that's what I'm Wolf, thinking of. you know? Yeah, thanks. Sorry about that. No, quite all right. It's a deep reference. We have very... Okay, you were recommended uh, by James Fritz. Yes. I love James Fritz, and I always respect him. Absolutely. Yeah. James Fritz, one of the James funniest Brown. people in Chicago. And after seeing you performed, I get it. 
I get why he recommended you. We have <laughs> extremely you. similar backgrounds. Born yeah. in 82, divorced by 83. Uh, nice. Only child. Also got football at three. Love football. Mm-hmm. I could make other sex jokes. I'm not going to. Oh, but please. why Marty McFly? Like, I don't get that. Like, I'm, I'm not trying to be a dick. Like, no. I don't understand why you love. Your Facebook page is like just a Back to the Future tribute. Yes. Why? Well, I myself am just a Back to the Future reference most of the time. I mean, not my clothing, but uh, you'll get to know me. I'm pretty much just talking Back to the Future all the time. Why? Okay. I just, there's something about that movie that I, I watched it when I was like six, and okay. I was just completely enamored with that movie. Who did the car, you? the skateboard, guitars, chicks, bras. That's every movie from the <laughs> 80s. There's a guitar, chicks, skateboards, sure. and guitars in every movie. In but the is 80s. Michael J. Fox in that movie? He is in Teen Wolf. Why not Teen he Wolf? Is, but he also turns into a wolf. Once again, what's the problem? He doesn't go time traveling. I, what's cooler, time travel or wolf? Time travel. Really? Thank you. Because you have to prevent your mo- no, you have to prevent your mother from getting raped to exist. That's sure. a big task to handle. I don't know if I could do that. And you have to invent rock and roll. Right. Within like ten minutes. Yeah. And then what? Manage a Pizza Hut in the sequel. Like, how is right. this fun for anyone? I don't want that life. I would rather be Teen Wolf, slamming dunks all the time. Yeah. To right. each their own, I guess. I, that's the one thing that makes us different. That's the only thing yep. in the entire... Where are you one from? Thing. I'm from Ohio. From Akron, um, Ohio. Yeah, you... Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. Devo. Yeah. Chrissy Hine. Black yeah. Keys. Yeah. So you had three. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm from Chicago. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. That's cool. What'd you start doing? St- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What'd you start doing stand-up? Yeah. Uh, I win uh, August. That's it? <laughs> yeah. You should suck. <laughs> Thank you. You started as an adult, too. Yeah. Why? I'm 30. Why? Why did I start? Yeah. I, I think I always wanted to do it, but I'm from Ohio. Did I mention that part? Yeah, but you don't live there anymore. Right. Well, I haven't lived here that long. So oh, when did you move here? I moved here in 2007, moved to Oregon for a little while to get a little Yeah, hippie. I understand. I get you it. Know, yeah, yeah I know. exactly. And uh, I moved back here. I did improv for a little while. Oh, well, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Those were the days, you know? Those are bad days. Yep. Well, you're fucking great. Thank you Thanks, so much man. for doing this. We're going to end this interview with a question from the Book of awesome. Questions, Love and Sex. I need you to pick a number between 104 and 199. 199. Fantastic. When was the last time you had so much fun making love that you laughed out loud? Oh, boy. Are your fondest <laughs> memories of lovemaking from times that were playful or serious? <laughs> By the way, that's how you sell a Chevy. Yeah. <laughs> I really want a Tahoe right now. <laughs> yeah, see, that's yeah. some good improv. That's oh, yeah. Some yes and bullshit. Zip, zap, How much zip. of that class tossed? Oh, like three grand. That's good. But it all led to here, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, totally oh, perfect. No, this is a great ad. If there's any improvisers out there like, oh, do I want to do stand-up? You give me three grand, I will fucking put you on this show. Yes. No questions yes. asked. Absolutely. Let's skip that middleman. All right. When was uh, the last time you... Bust a gut while busting some stuff. Uh, probably Saturday, I think. Cool. Recent, very recently. Uh, it w- was your fondest memories of love making from times that were playful or serious? Did I just coin a weird term? I think you did. I like that. Playful. Playful. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with playful. You know, that's fun. That's that is what Marty McFly like would. Fun, you know. That's more back to the exactly. future one than two. For sure. And we don't even want to talk about three. Yeah. What are your thoughts? I thought it was kind of ballsy that they did, like, like we're going to make is. the worst thing possible. Yeah, I mean, where else are you really going to go? The Revolutionary War time or something? I mean, 
why not go back to the future? Again? Sure. I mean, yeah. I say we pitch that. Is it going to happen? Because I've been trying to get this thing made forever. Well, I think we it needs to be a Ghostbusters for sure. Back to the Future. Bill Murray's never going to get on board with that. I know. Year one is to blame. It is. Yeah. Wow, I found a way to alienate every, every single guest. Just during the last, <laughs> after all the laughs have been had, it's time to get weird. Oh, let's get weird. Yes, love it. Uh, where can people find you? You're on Twitter. People I'm should follow Twitter. you on Twitter. Yes, it's correct. Your, you should maybe change um, your Twitter name. To Back to the Future Lover Part 2. <laughs> that actually is a better Twitter name. It's easier to remember. Because it's, isn't sure. it R.H. Butcher? No, it's Rhea Butcher. I thought it was R.H. Butcher. I apologize. Nope. Oh, then keep it. That is perfect. Then your Twitter name is perfect. Oh, thanks, man. It's your actual name. I thought it was RH. I apologize so much. It's like a real dick right now. As opposed to the first hour of the show where I literally talked about dicks. That didn't isolate the crowd and make anybody feel weird. Yeah, sure. You think about Portland right now? All the time. Yeah. It's always on my mind, baby. It's always on my mind. Portland. Well, that was weird. Sure. Thank you so much for doing this. Put your hands together for Rhea Butcher, everybody. Bridgeport Coffee Company was named the number one coffee house in Chicago by Time Out Magazine, probably because their terrific artisanal roasts are complemented so well by their down-to-earth attitude. Try it yourself at 31st and Morgan in Bridgeport, or at fine retailers like Whole Foods or Jeans in Lincoln Square, or check out BridgeportCoffeeCompany.com. I want to thank all you guys for being patient. This has been a really weird show. This awesome lady, Autumn, has been shooting photos uh, she's cool. Buy her a bunch of drinks. That's all. Are you going to do this, man? I'm ready. This is going to be fun. I'm already having fun. Good, man. <laughs> all right. I'm, I'm going to do a couple of songs. Um, I actually wrote a song um, that I wrote because I go on tour a lot and meet a lot of people that I don't know, and I need to sell them CDs, so I try to relate to them. So I wrote a song for the everyman, and it's about going to the grocery store, and it's called a tri- who, who here has gone to the grocery store? <laughs> That's great. My CDs are $5, by the way. Um, so I wrote a song. It's called A Trip to the Grocery Store, and I hope you like it. Um, we're on iTunes, Bandcamp, and Amazon.com slash music. I'm standing in line at the grocery store. The guy in front of me is bragging about the deals he got. He got 50% off tangerine. He got back scrubbers, buy one, get one free. He has a coupon that takes 25% off the purchase total. Then he grabs his bags and leaves with a big old smile on his face. Then the cashier looks in my eyes. He's got a dead look in his eyes. He says one day the sun's gonna explode and we're Yeah. 
eco-terrorist girl and she said Do a couple. How many more do you want me to do? More. Like, like two more, three more. Two, or th- at least two more. At least. I'm gonna. I do would prefer you do three more, but if you only. I can do three more. Could I ask you a question? Yes. Are you equally influenced by the Flaming Lips, Weird Al, and Frank Zappa? Sure. Yeah. All right. Good. Of course. Because that's what you sound like, and I like all three of those dudes. Great. I like Weird Al. Yay or nay on this? I can. I actually. Yeah, the la- it'll be the last song. Cool. I actually um, went to a... Before I knew what karaoke was, um, when I was in fifth grade, I showed up at a school karaoke, and I'd memorize, I'd memorize Amish Paradise by Weird Al in completion because I figured you just said the song that you wanted to do, and then you just would did do it. it. So I showed up in like an Amish costume, ready to do karaoke Amish Paradise, but they only had ten songs, and not one of them was Amish Paradise. <laughs> And then I left, and I didn't get laid until I was 20. <laughs> so I would, like to do, I would like to do a cowboy murder ballad that I wrote. Um, it's, I hope you guys like it. I slept in 
the prickers as the sun slid behind a cool Texas evening in 1905 I dreamt of a woman with thick locks of coal I saw her Hey! 
Thank you. I'm going to do two more. Um, I, wrote a, I wrote a political song about politics. If anyone's sure know how to clear the room, huh? Ladies? All right. I'm very lonely. Um, this is a political song I wrote about politics. Steven is outside City Hall every day At least when it's cold outside He's outside City Hall every day When it's cold outside Politically active Steven Is not as radical Politically active Steven's not as politically active when it's cold. I'm just going to do one more song. I actually uh, play with a band, and we're, uh, we're very popular. We're called the Arcade Fire, but they're, they're in Canada right now. So sometimes I, it, it doesn't gratify me to play solo, so I like to have a backing track. So I brought an iPod, so I'd like to do one last song for you guys. And so the end is near, and so I'll face the final curtain. My friend, I'll say it clear, I'll state my case, of which I'm certain. I've lived a life that's full. I've traveled each and every highway, but more, much more than this.
did it my way. Regrets, I've had a few, but then again, too few to mention. I did what I had to do and saw it through without exemption. I plan each charted course, each careful step along the byway, and more, much more than this, I did it my way. Yes, there were times I'm you knew when I bit off more than I could chew, but through it all, when there was doubt, I ate it up and spit it out, and through it all, I stood tall. Subside. Thank you, everyone. Have a good night. I find it all so amusing to think I did all this, and might I add, not in a shy way. Oh, no. Oh, no, not me. I did it my For what is man, what has he got? If not himself, then he has not. To say the words he truly feels instead of those of one who kneels, the record shows I took the blows and did it my Thank you. Gabe Leibowitz, everybody. Thank you. This has been a dream come true. Thank you, Gabe. We appreciate it. Dastardly can be found on the interwebs. Thank you so much, Gabe. I want to thank Rhea, and I want to thank Nick. Thank you, Esmeralda. Happy birthday. Thank you, Annie. We'll be back here tomorrow night for better or worse. Thanks to the Hungry Brain, and uh, thanks for coming, everybody, and have a wonderful night.
Ba-bump-ba-bump, you didn't even pack your packs yet.